Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. After the creature was killed, spiders people refused to turn the thing over to our science people for examination, choosing instead to have it sealed inside a room within the silentage, under the consortium's exclusive guard. It was a not-so-subtle way of signaling who was actually in control, and it sure as hell wasn't Mesmer. They also shut us out of the resulting security lockdown, remanding all non-consortium personnel, including our own security teams, to their quarters until Spider's men, the Hanyama, had finished their sweep of the silentage, which included taking blood samples from everyone on Team Mesmer. I wasn't too keen on handing parts of myself over to inhuman creatures from beneath the earth, but I didn't have much of a choice. I could only hope it was a sincere screening for some kind of infection, presumably the kind that could turn a lab technician into a raging monster. The situation was playing havoc with my paranoia, as I concocted every scenario under the sun for how my blood could be used or misused. Or maybe they weren't just taking blood, but also injecting us with something. <sighs> I was getting rattled, which meant I needed to pop a pill. Or next thing I knew, Mom would be stopping by for a visit. When it was my turn to give blood, one of the huge armored Hanyumas strode into my room, his armor proffering a mechanically extruded needle. I could barely control my shaking as I watched the needle disappear beneath my skin, invading, maybe even contaminating my body. The process only took a second, the whole time its immense mental power quietly pulsed behind its alien helm, a dormant psychic volcano. I knew better than to ask any questions, as we were no longer privileged with being in the know, about anything. Leaving as silently as it came, the Hanyuma vanished once its obligation was discharged. Several hours later, not long after we were released from our rooms, Mesmer called a meeting in one of the sealed labs. 
Isaiah and I had just caught each other up on our respective exploits when Shane, Haskell, Illinois, and Mesmer walked in. We don't have long, as I'm to attend a meeting with Spider Black and his entourage presently, but I wanted us to speak beforehand. I suppose we should start with the obvious, like, what the hell was that thing Shane clipped? Ah, yes. A few years ago, I was part of a research team that was tasked with examining a corpse that had been recovered from the Appalachian Mountains. It was something called a Carnivian. From what we were able to deduce from the subject, the creature could radically alter its genetic code based on whatever creature it consumed. Additionally, my team observed several stock biological traits that were far beyond anything we'd seen in conventional, naturally occurring fauna. We even discovered organs that possessed bioetheric qualities, though we never deduced their exact function. Are you saying that the creature Shane did was one of these... Carnivian? Earlier, before we were remanded to our rooms, I overheard Mr. Devlin whispering to one of the big armored gentlemen overseeing the removal of the creature's corpse. It was the first time I'd heard the name Carnivian since the time I was tasked with dissecting one. Did your examinations of the creature suggest why such a thing would end up here, in Antarctica, disguised as a lab tech, no less? Our group suspected, though never concluded, that the creature was the result of a mutant strain of the ravening virus. It's possible someone here could have contracted it, or a mutant strain of it. Well, I managed to do something of a sleep read on Astarian. Among many, many other things, I saw him and his armored friends duking it out with creatures similar to the one roaring through the hallways. But speaking of our friends from the Consortium of Doors, and if you've only got a short time to talk, we have to discuss Spider Black and the rest of his people. None of them are human. I can't say for sure what Spider is, but Astarian and company are creatures called Hanyama, psychic powerhouses. And from what Isaiah and I have managed to figure out, they're here for pills. Anything else they might seem interested in is likely all smoke. Why pills? Also, he's an invaluable asset to our research. They must know I have no intention of giving him up. Don't know if you noticed, Doc, but they seem to be the ones calling the shots now. I'm not exactly sure what they want pills for, but it has something to do with exploiting his ability, using some kind of machine to either control or transform him. Either way, I'm damn certain that they have no interest in helping you stave off the dim. I caught a whiff of spider when he first moseyed through. As dark as anything I've run into inside a bulger. And I've been inside too, so far. I... I don't know where that leaves us. We absolutely need their help. Perhaps we can hold pills in trust until they've leveled sufficient support. You're still not getting it, Doc. If what the Wonder Twins over there are saying is right, Spider just wants pills, and if need be, he ain't against doing more than asking. Can you contact your people in Ninth House? Maybe get a show of support over here? The more of a spotlight we put on this, the more the Esoteries are likely to pay attention. I'm betting Spider doesn't want what he's up to getting out. Might even manage to get some help from Spider in the process, if only to throw off suspicion. They don't know we're on to anything, so you might be able to get word out to your people pretty easy. And I recommend you do that as soon as possible. 
and through a secure channel. And you all know this for certain. I could lay it all out if we had more time, Doctor, which apparently you don't. Oh, very well. I'll reach out to my people directly after my meeting with Spider Black. In the meantime, if you can solidify any of this, it would be good. Especially if the Consortium is indeed up to something beneath the dignity of their station. Yes, Mr. Duluth? Dr. Black and his people are ready for you. They're waiting in the conference room. We'll walk you down if you like, sir. Excellent, Mr. Duluth. Well, I suppose that concludes our meeting. But I'll speak with you all again after my little chat with Dr. Black. Let's away with us, Mr. Duluth. It won't do to keep our guests waiting. Yes, sir. How much you want to bet Spider asks for pills in exchange for his help with the project? It'd take a day-long drunk and a knot on the head for me to take that bet. Like I said afore, I got a history with them there shitbirds. Before you go, Dr. Haskell, I was wondering if you had any idea why the creature, possibly a Carnivian from what you said, wouldn't be affected by the Pale Stone. Well, if I had to take an educated guess, I would say the creature's physiology wasn't sufficiently paraphysical to warrant repression. The body I examined possessed a biology that, while immensely powerful, still accorded with the laws of physiology. Though I'm fairly certain that if such a creature tried to express abilities linked to a bioetheric organ structure, the Pale Stone would have suppressed them. That's only if, indeed, the invader was a Carnivian. So kinda like how Pill skirted the stone, right? He was utilizing approved channels of cause and effect. Precisely. If human consciousness is inextricably linked, even if only at the quantum level, it's not a violation of the natural order to utilize such a network. But I'm afraid I too must depart. If we end up losing pills to the consortium, I don't want to waste a single moment studying him while he's still here. So, if you'll all excuse me. Sure thing, Doctor. Of course. Yeah, I've also got something I have to tend to, so I'll be back shortly. Then we should go through the rest of the stuff you brought back from the records room. There's no telling what else is in there. Sounds good to me. Shane, you think you can keep a casual eye on our guests? Letting us know if this, um, soft takeover starts to get prickly. That's easy enough. But it'd be smart if we started working on an exit plan. Should the going get tough, the tougher gonna need a place to vamoose. If a spider does make a play for pills, now he's got himself a reason to sweep and clean the place. We was all contaminated by that there, uh, carnivore virus. Sure as hell seen worse excuses for cleaning a room. Yeah, I agree. But we're pretty screwed for options at this point. We can't use any of the boats or choppers. The consortium hardware would chew us up in a second. Unless we could find a way to grab one of their hovercrafts, which I don't see happening considering who and what they are. Ugh, fuck. I just don't see how we're getting out of this if shit goes sideways. 
I mean, unless we really want to seriously press our luck by trying to fight to keep pills, giving him up is all we really can do. I might know of a way to escape if it came to that, but we'll discuss it when I get back. Where are you off to, anyway? I'll tell you later, but I have to go now. See you guys in a bit. I didn't want to speak of Yuri's cremation lightly. I wanted to dignify it as best I could. It was bad enough he'd been on ice for so long, and that his final arrangements were taking place in a cellar crematorium, way out in the Antarctic, and to the regrets of a single old friend. A tech was waiting for me once I got to the place. Just a big white room with a cremation oven situated in the back. Hello, Agent. I have everything set up for you. When you're ready, all you have to do is push the blinking green button on the console over there. The machine will turn off on its own after it's finished. You can collect the ashes from the detachable catch box at the back of the machine. Just ring me on the intercom if you need help with anything. Thank you, uh, but I'm sure I'll be fine. Of course. Once I was alone, I walked over to the oven and pressed the button. It was a sad and simple ending for one of the finest people I had the pleasure of working with. A genuine friend. I was about to say a few words when the quiet dignity of the moment was ruined. Why, <laughs> a clown at a funeral. Isn't that a hoot? <laughs> what the hell are you doing here, sugar? All I wanted were just a few fucking moments for my friend. And now here you are, telling goddamn jokes no less. How the hell did you even get in here? I'm sorry, Romy. I just knew you were sad is all, so I figured I'd pop over and see if there was anything I could do, and offer my condolences, of course. Poor Yuri. <laughs> you knew him well. Cut the shit. What do you really want? Why, I want what I always want. To help, of course. <laughs> And, speaking of helping, I couldn't help but overhear certain, um, problems that you and Isaiah were having. How in the hell do you know our business so well? Oh, Christ. I am so sick of all the secrets and fucking ridiculousness from you. Now, now, we both know that ridiculousness is a clown's prerogative. And you didn't seem so upset to see me when I showed up to help you out with that poor excuse for a clown, now did you? You know full well what I mean. You play us however and whenever the mood strikes you. And all the while, we have no fucking idea what you're really up to. Like, for instance, where do you go when you're not here with us? 
You mean, what is a clown when he's not making people laugh? <laughs> the answer is, who cares? <laughs> uh, but seriously, does it even matter? I'm here when you need me, and that should be enough. At least, for now. Sure, whatever. Just say what you came to say, and then leave me be. You're not being particularly nice, my dear sister. But I understand. Grief can make monsters of us all. But I uh, came to tell you that I'm here for you. You and Isaiah both. <laughs> Look, I have no doubt that you'll show up, just like you usually do. Maybe bail us out, crack a few bad jokes. No, that's not what I meant at all. Though, I do have every intention of trying to land a joke or two. <laughs> uh, one of them will land eventually, <laughs> I'm sure. But no, I came to tell you that when finally you know all that you need to know, when you've choked down the last bitter pill, that I'm ready to help you get what you so richly deserve. <laughs> and what's that exactly? Why, revenge. <laughs> I could feel the noose tightening around our collective neck. And worst of all, we walked right into it. Well, I mean Mesmer did, though I couldn't fault the guy, green as he was. He might have been a whiz at the occult sciences, but uh, he couldn't sniff out a trap if his foot was caught in one. Without Gand, his whole operation was rudderless and toothless. I knew Romy wanted to see this thing through, as usual. But this whole situation was likely to end up just like Blackledge, or even worse. No, I, I couldn't see a path out of this without handing over pills. At least not one that included us walking away in one piece. The only advantage we had was that Spider's guys were hamstrung by all the pale matter. Which wasn't that big a deal considering what their weaponry could do and all the troops they could bring in. Probably already brought in. I wouldn't have been surprised if there was a small army waiting for us out there somewhere. No, there just wasn't any denying it. If Spider wanted pills bad enough, which he seemed to, he could ride right over the top of us to get him. I wasn't sure just how it happened, but uh, by the time I'd finished turning things over in my head, I was somewhere in the silentage I'd never been. The halls were narrower, and the ceiling stretched up even higher than usual. I wasn't sure where the ticking was coming from, as I didn't see a clock or anything. It seemed to originate from everywhere, or maybe from inside of me. Pretty soon the hallway ended in a plain wooden door. I heard it unlock from the other side. The silentage was about to drop another bomb on me. I could feel it. 
There was a part of me that would have given anything to just turn back, leave whatever secret was about to come to light under whatever rock that was about to be flipped over. Since I hadn't popped my power in a few hours, my ticks were back in force, my eyes twitching, my hands ready to grab at them. And the doorknob was screaming to be grasped. It was an office. It was spotless, but uh, it looked like it had stepped right out of the past. Vintage typewriter, throw rugs, tack boards. I couldn't figure what I was supposed to get out of the place, so I tossed the room. It was empty. I turned to leave and saw an old Polaroid picture tacked to the back of the door. Unpinning it, I took a closer look. It was a black and white snapshot of a bunch of people posed next to one of the Silentage's towers. Whatever the specific date of the photo, it was clearly taken well before the Great Darkness, which was a hell of a lot earlier than when Mesmer told us the Silentage was discovered. I was about to flip the picture over when one of the faces jumped right out at me. Dr. Edwin Karras. I turned the photo over and read the four words scrawled in cursive. The Sleep-Wake Project. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld, and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content, such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.